0: This is the Everything Weight Loss Podcast with Shari Ware, where we talk about everything, all things, anything to do with weight loss, health and wellness. So today I have Colin Mackey from Enterprise 21, who is a serial entrepreneur and author and a speaker who specialises in development of franchise systems. And as a part of that journey, he's created the Little Voice Workshops to help people get rid of the self-talk that holds them back from achieving their goals. And that's definitely something that I work a lot with people. It's been something that's, uh, you know, I've had to work on in my own life and I also do that work with people. So there's absolutely speaks to my, um, to my heart. It's my jam and that's why I invited Colin onto the show. So first of all, welcome to the show, Colin. Thank you for joining me and having this conversation.
1: Hello, Shari, and welcome everyone who's listening. Hopefully we can get something out of today's meeting.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's, that's the aim, to give people some value. So I feel that such a big part of why we do what we do, especially when it comes to business, is because of our story in some way. So as a very, as a a starting point, tell us what is your story and why do you do what you do?
1: Okay, we'll try and keep it brief. When you get to my age, you've just got so much story to tell, but I'll try and be brief. The I started life at seven, business life at seven years old. I was actually selling things at seven. At 11, I had to hire a truck and a driver. At 21, I started my first real business, uh, which was in the restaurant business. I owned two houses at the age of 21. Wow. I then discovered that I had a knack for understanding what was wrong with a particular business, and I would buy that business. Close it down, refurbish it all, do some marketing, and off we went. I didn't, I didn't know the word marketing, mm-hmm. uh, and for many many years. But I had a propensity for finding things that needed changing, and I knew what they were needed. And I also seemed to be able to understand basically what other people were thinking. So lots of people write the ad because this is what I think. It's not what you think. It's what everybody else thinks. So. I did that in Scotland for many years. I had a huge assortment of businesses. At 30, I came to Australia, and I got involved in the corporate side, which was really good. It gave me an understanding of big business. Yeah. And then I had an assortment of businesses. The one that's probably relevant here is that I owned a franchise for Success Motivation Institute, mm-hmm. which was an American company and they had some brilliant stuff in there. But I also discovered that there's some things that you just can't fix, regardless of what their teaching was. There was a barrier and their teaching couldn't get over the barrier. And then I moved from there into franchising and franchise companies would call me in and say, look, we're having a problem. We can't get new franchisees or whatever it was. And generally the problem was that the franchisees had been incorrectly chosen for the job in the first place. They weren't a match for the job. They came in there with preconceived ideas and the preconceived ideas, the little voice of the preconceived idea was holding them back from becoming what they should have been. And that's when I then developed the little voice workshops. And I think we've had probably over 300 people through those workshops. Not one person has ever said, oh, yeah, oh, right. (laughs) I got masses and masses of testimonials virtually from everybody.
0: Mm, Awesome. So I ask this question of everybody uh, because I I just think it's a great question and I I think it makes people think sometimes as well. Um, If you were to say that you had a superpower, what would that superpower be?
1: Well, I don't know that it's necessarily my superpower. My mother brought me up with lots of sayings, being Scottish, yeah, there's a saying for everything, and some of the sayings in actual fact may, might have sounded good, but they were actually fairly negative, like mm. uh, it's really nice to be important, but it's much more important to be nice, as if one was exclusive to the other. As if you could, you had to either be important or nice, you couldn't be both. So there's some negative things like that. But the songs that my mother used to sing to me all the time, uh, once there was a silly old dance, thought he'd punch a hole in all those positive things. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything. And that gave me a, a power, if you like, to say, well, if somebody else can do that, so can I. Mm, I and love that. Hopefully, I, most of my life, with the exception of people probably who have been to college or sports people, I have not. positive thinking is not going to make me a, a, a top sports person, but uh, in the general scheme of things, anything you can do, I can do better. It's all positive self-talk.
0: And it's a musical, folks. <laughs> you get everything here. That's awesome. <laughs> that, that, that's
1: I would have got up and danced, but there's not <laughs> enough room.
0: No, that's okay. <laughs> I, absolutely, I absolutely love that. That is uh, that is brilliant, uh, and definitely. Um, so often we discount ourselves. We have that self talk that holds us back. So, uh, and that's really what we wanted to talk about in depth on the episode today. So tell us, what do we need to know about that little voice in our head?
1: Okay. When I used to run these workshops, the thing I found most of all, perhaps maybe I should go back a little step, most of the workshops uh, would have had a probably about 75% to 80% of ladies. Okay. And of those ladies, the bulk of those ladies would have been uh, menopausal, mm-hmm. empty nest, broken marriages. They've sort of lost their way, and lots of men, boost their ego by belittling other people and if the wife's handy she's the one that gets it so these these ladies get to 40 45 50 55 years old and all of a sudden they have no family they have no husband but the conditioning that they've had can actually have started as young as when they were at school and those little things for instance one of the the major fears for people is the fear of public speaking Now. If I say to someone, oh, look, there's 200 people down the stairs and I want you to go and speak to them. If you <laughs> just watch people, some people will go white and look down, some people go and shaking like a leaf. The fear of public speaking is tangible. Yeah. Now, why? Why would it be tangible? Everybody can speak. And we've all got thoughts and we've all got a brain. The only thing that is stopping you from doing that is the little voice. Now, maybe when you are 5 or 6 or 8 or 10 or 12 years old, and the teacher said, um, who, kill, who killed Abraham Lincoln? Colin, who was it? Oh, it wasn't me, Miss, it wasn't me, I'm sorry. But whatever it was, doesn't matter. But everybody in the class laughs at you and makes a fool of you. Mm-hmm. There's a part of your brain called the amygdala, which is Latin for almonds. It's two little almond-shaped parts that we've actually discovered in fossils of dinosaurs. So it started as early as that, these little parts of the brain. And they're the parts of the brain that control your fight, flight or fight syndrome. What happens is, if you went back 10,000 years and were living in a cave and a snake comes in and you say, oh, there's a snake wonder. wonder. Oh, it looks, no, it's a python. No, it looks, could be a, yeah. If you did that, you're dead. <laughs> your amygdala says snake, instantly sends a message to your pituitary gland. The pituitary gland then floods your brains with natural endorphins. We produce our own opiates. And it floods our brain with the opiates to stop us thinking logically. Because if we thought logically, no, nah, no, nah, we're gone. So the amygdala is there. It's been, as I say, it's been there for millions of years. It's there to protect us. So when we got humiliated at school, the amygdala said, "Oh, poor colony got in a state there. We'll have to stop that. Mm-hmm. Don't let him speak in public. Whatever he does, don't let him speak in public." In my case, what happened with me, and I couldn't speak in public, um, and it was—I think it was about thirty-five years old when I discovered what the prompter was, and the prompter actually happened. You know whose fault it was that I couldn't mm-hmm. speak in public it was the Queen's fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I when I told you when I came to Australia I worked for Stubby Shorts I don't know if anybody remembers Stubby Shorts but I'm the person that took Our them.
0: Stubby to, Shorts.
1: <laughs> right, well I took them to to, to the being the recognised name that they they are or were, wow. and because of what I did they invited me to tell everybody at this, the conference. and I thought, Oh no, oh no, and I wrote out my little cards and the day that the, I was to come up on this the stage and I got I knew that was getting to me and the sweats lashing off me and I said Colin Mackey's going to come up and tell us about this and (laughs) it was all a blood there was nothing there I get to the stage and I get to the rostrum and and I couldn't get off fast enough and when I came off, it was like I don't know whether it was, you used to see it in the old movies when somebody was dying, there was only a little piece of tunnel vision. I wasn't sure whether I was dying or whether it was a sweat in my eyes that was causing the problem. And when I sat down, of course, and the adrenaline started to come out of my body, I was in a terrible mess. So I needed to fix it. Hmm. And I then remembered that it was the Queen's fault. When I was eight years old, we lived in a country village, parents were reasonably wealthy, they we were only people that had a television. So the whole of the village was in to see the coronation. The whole house, I'm eight years old, so I'm, running, I'm bouncing around all over the place and all of a sudden, get in the corner, sit down there, don't open your mouth. Well, the whole village looked at me, the like humiliation, the slap on the jaw. My amygdala then says, I'm going to protect you from now on. So, That's exactly what happened. I can't speak in public, don't speak in public, it's dangerous. That was one of the things that got me onto this little voice because the little voice was constantly telling me, don't speak in public, don't do that. And that little prompter voice is there, regardless of what we're going to do, whether we're going to go exercise. Oh, I hate exercise. Oh, oh, no, we're going to do exercise. I love chocolate. I can't give up chocolate. I'm just going to eat as much chocolate as I can. Whatever it is, there's a million little things there. Everybody's different, but everybody's the same. And as much as the little voice comes from the amygdala and the workshops that I've developed can control that. If you go to the psychologist and the psychologist say, Oh, right, okay, well, that was really your father's fault. I wonder why your father did that. Oh, yeah, well, let's investigate his parents and see what happened in his childhood. You could be there for years and years and years. I can fix it. I can fix it in a week, and I've done it many, many times. I've fixed it in, in, in one day for some people. Yeah. When you understand what's actually happening, and we have to go through some exercises at the workshops to fully understand how, how it controls us. Yeah. And that's the only thing that we can control in our life. You can do all these other courses, and the secret was the one that I think, I forget how many millions and millions of people got that program. And the number of people whose lives actually changed would be minuscule. You probably count them on two hands would be that. And it was because the theory was probably right, but it was wrong in as much as you can't do anything until you control the little voice.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it really does have such, that little voice in our head has such a massive impact on our life, can have such a massive impact on our life, and some people are just not aware of of that little voice. Uh, So this is definitely something that uh, most of us need to do some work on in our lives to enable us to progress to where we want to get to. So uh, definitely a very valuable workshop by the sounds of it Uh, so what would you say would be one of the biggest things that people do in their lives when we're talking about that self-talk that probably doesn't serve them that you see
1: well the first thing is that most people couldn't they haven't differentiated the little voice from the normal thinking Mm. it's very hard it's it's not like it's a separate voice here with a different accent. If it was all Scottish, if the little voice was Scottish, people say, well, that's our little, well, I was going to swear, but I'm not swear. <laughs> that's our little Scottish voice. He's the, bad, he's the bad guy. Because it's your thinking, and there's, there's no differentiation between the little voice and that. You just have to, the very first thing you've got to do is to be aware. Every time you've got to do something that you don't like doing or you feel uncomfortable about doing, stop for a second and say, hang on, and it's there. Mm -hmm. Lots of things. I'll try and be quick. I was walking down uh, Collins Street in Melbourne. I'd been here in Australia for maybe five years. It was early in the morning. I had a great job. Everything in the world was fine. And I'm walking down the road, and all of a sudden, I heard my father walking behind me. He used to walk in a particular way, do step, 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 scuff, step 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 cut and it was my father walking behind me and i thought my god and i turned around and there was the the big shops at the top i think it was burke and wills or burke and something or other up yep. at the top end and there was my reflection in the window and when i saw myself my hands were behind my back
0: mm-hmm.
1: exactly the same way as my father walked Wow! so i was walking and in exactly the same way as my father well that rang a million <laughs> alarm bells in my head. My father was a wonderful person in many ways, but he real pain in the arse in many other ways. <laughs> so from that day on, I decided to analyse everything. Mm. Every thought that I had, where did it come from? Was it my thought? Was it my mother's thought? Was it what happened at school? Every single thing that we think generally has a root. Mm. And if you... It's fine, but as long as you know, well, that came from my mother, I'm happy with it. But if it came from your mother and you're not happy with it, the only person that has the power to change is you, nobody else. So that's very important that you, you first of all listen for the little voice and say, that's the little voice that's controlling my life and we can fix it.
0: Yeah, awesome. Okay, so um, you've already given us, a, a big step you know of of the first thing really that people can do that's going to help them uh, help them control that little voice in their mm-hmm. head or like, help it to uh, change how the little voice impacts them you know we, we want it to impact us in a positive way yep. Not a negative way. So obviously the, the first step is awareness, as it is with anything. What would be another step that they could take that's going to really help them um, with that little voice and make it a positive influence on their life?
1: Well, as I said, if you go to the psychologist, this is what they'll do. I always envision this like the Grand Canyon. If you've been to the Grand Canyon, it's if you've not, you need to put on your bucket list. It's a mile deep. And down at the bottom of the Grand Canyon goes the Colorado River. And I don't know how many millions of years it's taken to do that. Well, just think for a moment that your little voice has been telling you, and we're just using public speaking, but you can can put whatever it is, the negative thought that you've got. You've been thinking that same thought year after year after year, sometimes day after day after day. And what happens is the neural pathways in your brain just get deeper deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. So you've now got a grand canyon of neural pathways in your brain. Now, as I say, if you go to the psychologist to take those out, it's difficult. There is a way to do it. There is a way to do it. Those negative thoughts are bouncing up from the Colorado River, right up into your your main part of your conscious brain. So how could you fix it? Well, what you could do, but it's, it's probably a little bit more complicated than doing it here. But I always say build a bridge across the Grand Canyon and on the bottom of the bridge is where you put your new message. And your new message is, oh, um, I'm not bad at public speaking or I'm going to be better at public. They're no good. Your, Your affirmation has to be in the future. I call it an embryonic truth. So the embryonic truth, and if we could just go back to my little story, I might show you what happened. I decided to go to Toastmasters, and I highly recommend Toastmasters to anybody. And when you go to Toastmasters, you can go as a visitor. At the end of the evening, they go around the visitors and say, oh, what would you like to say? So, no, it's okay, I did not want to speak. I did that three weeks in a row. Then I decided to do my, oh, I knew what to do, and I wrote it out. I am a wonderful public speaker. When I get up and speak in public, everybody listens to my enthusiastic presentation. Mm. Now, I had to write that down and I had to put it in three places at least. I had to tell my family. I'm not going off my head. (laughs) And reading it is not enough. You have to verbalize it. So the very first time, I am a wonderful public speaker. And while well, you're seeing this little voice at the back, he is saying rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. But the next day, I'm a wonderful public speaker. The next day, I am a wonderful bu- So a week later, when I back, went back to Toastmasters, and I don't tell fibs, I came home with three awards. Aww. Three awards.
0: That's right?
1: Okay. And I've never looked back since. But this was a guy that was absolutely terrified to speak in public. So... Anything you can do, I can do better. And So anything I can do, you can do just as well. It's just knowing how and having the the desire. The first thing when I used to run motivation classes, the only thing I couldn't help people with was desire. If somebody's got no desire, just go and order your cup and now you're wasting your time. You've got to have the desire. And sadly, what all had wishes and dreams and desires and sent letters off to Santa Claus and nothing ever came back, you have to relearn that. You need to start to have dreams and goals and then we can work towards making sure that they happen.
0: Yeah, you've got to want to change, don't you? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Nobody can do that. for you. you have to do the things and nobody can make you do that. So you've no. got to have that desire. So awesome. Okay, so um, when is the next little work voice workshop coming up, Colin?
1: I'm just going to book the venue tomorrow morning, so I'm hoping to have one by the end of the month. That will be on a Tuesday, daytime. So you drop the kids at school nine o'clock, till one o'clock, and then I'm going to do an evening one the following week on the Wednesday. So that will be from five thirty through to nine
0: thirty. Yes, we're looking around the end of May, beginning of June, is that correct?
1: Yeah, yeah okay. that's right.
0: All right. So I know that Colin, you will give me a link for people yes. and, and some other links for anybody who's interested in connecting with you further, finding out more about the little voice workshops. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very valuable. I highly recommend you getting along and um, attending one of those. And I will put all of those details in the show notes for people to, okay, be able to follow
1: that up. I see. For all your followers, if they mention that from Shari, we will give them a discount as well.
0: Oh, awesome! Perfect. I'll I'll put all of those details in the show notes as well. Yep. Thank you for that. Okay. Um, and so. I, I want to say thank you for joining me and having this conversation today. It's, I thought it was a valuable conversation to have and, and I hope that we've given some value to people watching. Hopefully. And, yeah, hopefully. And uh, as a last question, I always end the show with this question. Um, I, if somebody's listening or watching this episode, what's the one thing that you want them to walk away knowing?
1: Right. I would think that the most important thing to know is that I think I mentioned it earlier. There's nothing you, if you if you're trying to. If you've got positive thinking and the positive thinking says my business is going to succeed, my business is going to succeed. That's tremendous. But no matter how strongly you think that you're not going to affect the politician at the end of the day. But the only thing that you control is your thinking. You can't change the prime minister. You can't change the economy. You can't change all the stuff that's going on around the world. The only thing you can do is change your thinking. It's the only thing. And funnily enough, up till about 150 years ago, people didn't understand that. That was probably one of the, the most important discoveries that were made. You can change your thinking. You do not have to think the way you're thinking. You can change it.
0: You have the power. Yes. That's wonderful. It's the only
1: thing you've got power over, really.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's the only thing we can control, isn't it? All right. That's a wonderful place to leave the episode. Thank you so much for joining me today, Colin.
1: Thank you for having me. Hopefully we've got pass some information on that can be useful.
0: Mm. And I will see everybody else on the next episode. See ya. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Remember to check out the show notes and if you have any comments, feedback or suggestions, I'd love to hear them. If you've received value from this podcast, make sure to subscribe and I'd love you to rate and review the show. Have a fabulous day.